Hey, so welcome back for another episode of The Lit Code. I'm Edgar Jones. I'm Courtney Anderson. Hey, first, we want to thank y'all so much for um, continuing to support us on this, this journey. We want to thank you for being here at this present moment in time with us, uh, being able to uh, continue to work on yourself, uh, being able to just listen to us. As always, there's a lot of stuff going on out here. There's a lot of good things, but we thank y'all for checking us out. Uh, we appreciate everything. Continue. We appreciate the support, the sharing, um, uh, the liking, and subscribing to the pages. We constantly see the movement and more people starting to follow us. Follow us, but without y'all, none of this would be possible. So thank y'all. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, our last episode. What is your therapist? Uh, featuring our, our sister, our family, uh, Aja. Aja, Rashawn Johnson, Osbeard, uh, officially reached 10,000 views. Uh, so we put that out, I think, Saturday. And man, the, the uh, outpouring of feedback has been second to none on this one, uh, which we kind of we kind of anticipated that because of the power of the information that was that was shared uh, while we were doing what we do. Uh, it moved us while we were doing it. So. All of us were under the impression that it'll definitely move our listeners, our viewers, once they had a chance to really dive into it and uh, get a piece of it with us. So, man, I see a lot of people out there with pages to get a million views in hours, right? For us, that 20,000 in a few days, man, I mean, that 10,000 in a few days, that's big because that's our biggest yet. So uh, we just want to keep moving that, that needle, keep moving that finish line on out. We celebrate it as a win. Uh, and, man, we, we just want to thank y'all for taking the time out to actually give us your time. Time is a precious thing. And uh, the fact that you decide to use some of it with us, man, that's, that's big. We're honored. And uh, like I always say, man, one thing we're going to always do is put out content. So it'll be there. <laughs> it'll be there for you if you want to indulge in it, man. But we just thank you for indulging in it so far. Y'all keep liking, keep sharing, keep subscribing to our pages, and more importantly, keep giving us feedback, man, because we want to make sure uh, that this show is tailor-made to what y'all need, right? And uh, the only way we know that is if you give us feedback on it. So thank y'all again. Yeah. Appreciate you, Court, for going in on it. It's <laughs> true, man. Thank y'all. Um it's uh it's been an interesting week. It's been a um a good week for me. Things have kind of been slow and steady. And me and you, as always, we always go down our um um I don't even know if I even call it a rabbit hole no more with our conversations, but uh I I just right now I, I call it the rabbit hole. But it's uh we started off with talking about a lot of things that was going on um this went around the country and out of talking about some things that's going on around the country, uh, we start diving down um, another whole segment of another conversation uh, was definitely something that I think we all can relate to. Um, but Court, let's uh, go ahead and dive right into this because this is definitely something that um, as far as us, and I mean us, I mean the black community, um, I think this is something we definitely, um, if we all can relate to, uh, we probably have experienced it in some type of form or fashion. Uh, but I will let you go ahead and dive in um, 
and let the listeners check out what you uh what we talked about. Yeah, man. So by the time by the time all of you guys see this, uh, you will have seen our last recorded episode, which we talk about uh being at full capacity, and we talk about side effects, uh, and we just talk about that in reference to life. Um, this week, usually I, I call Elgin and I ask him what he's been meditating on, and I tell him what I've been meditating on, and uh, just watching my children around the house uh, and kind of taking a deeper look into what they're into kind of led us to the topic that we're going to go into today. And to be another two-parter, just like last week. Uh, but uh, I heard it said somewhere that we should start looking at parenting as a competition, right? And when I, when I first heard it, the same way when I first said it to you, it kind of makes you want to, hear what that means, right? Or what what you what are you saying? <clears throat> uh and then on wait top a minute, of court, wait, wait a minute for a second. Yeah. When you said parenting for a competition, now we gotta let them know that when you said that, now I almost stopped and pulled on the side <laughs> of the road. Actually I did and I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> he actually made me scratch scratch my head. I'm like, all right, man, I need you to elaborate on it a little bit more, but my apologies for interrupting you, brother. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, and but, I mean it was pretty much the same same thing for me. That's what made me tune in and listen a little more. And then I, of course, I type it to myself and then I meditate on it. And then the crazy thing was later that day, uh, I buddy Joseph Whitfield tagged me in the post uh, and it was Ricky Smiley talking about uh, a shooting that happened in his hometown where uh, a girl by the name of Aria Yarbrough, uh, which, is, which is the daughter of a, a famous uh, pastor in that area was was killed at a park on Easter Sunday. And then he started talking about parenting. So that was kind of confirmation that we probably needed to, to go down this road today. Now, when, when we talk about <clears throat> parenting as a competition, of course, to have competition, you have to have an opponent or an opposition. So uh, you could, your mind can start racing, but just a few examples are, are media right? What are they watching? What are they taking in every day as far as what are they seeing on, on tablets, on phones, on computers, uh, music, and then whatever artist or whatever uh, uh, whatever media wants to push at that time, whatever kind of lessons they want to push out there at the time through their artists, uh, whether it be sex, whether it be drugs, whether it, whether it be violence, gun violence, was kind of what Rick and Smiley touched on. Uh, and then if you want to take it a step further, it can be the, the other parent, right? It can be competition between you and other parents, especially if you're not in a two-parent household. If you're co-parenting, uh, the methods of the father may differ from the methods of the mother, right? Uh, depending on their background, some of their methods may be a little off. Or it's something that you want to push that's good for them, but your your co-parent doesn't really see it the way you see it, and they're not they're not taking it, or they they're teaching them something opposite. Or when they go to school and they meet other kids who come from different backgrounds, come from who, who've seen different parenting methods, you're competing against all of that to get your point across, your way, your method uh, across to them. Now, uh, media, these phones, these devices. That's the biggest opponent, uh, 
it's a show that comes on stars called uh, American Gods. And, and one of the gods of America in these days is media. Uh, that's one of the biggest ones on the show because that's what we pretty much worship now. That's what has always kind of led the pulse of the nation to what the media wants to push, what narrative do they want to be out there in front of us. Uh, I've said it on the last three episodes, new media doesn't push anything on you. What new media does is gives you access to everything and then you have to decide. So imagine how hard it is for an adult to decide what they need to be taken in. And what if we throw that to a three-year-old a three -year -old or a four-year-old? Because now uh, we've started to replace pacifiers with tablets, right? Out of, <laughs> out of convenience, which is the second part of this, this topic today. Convenience, it could be a dangerous, dangerous thing. It'd be a great thing, just like the internet, just like these phones, just like anything else. Uh, uh, I told Edgar earlier, some people like to enjoy a nice cold Coca-Cola with their, with their steak, right? Drinking one won't hurt you, but uh, you drink 20 of them every day, it's probably gonna get out of hand on you. Probably gonna have some issues down the road. Uh, so out of convenience, the kids uh, crying, they're running around, they're doing this and that, they're getting a little rambunctious. We hand them this tablet, right? And on this tablet, they can get into anything. <clears throat> the problem is out of, out of the safe convenience, we keep letting this be convenient for us. The older they get, the more we let them have time with this. And then we're not competing on our end, filling up their time with something else, right? So now they have access to these artists who, if you, if you have a, a, a female daughter, she has access to these artists who are telling them that being promiscuous is cool and uh, wearing certain things and uh, appealing to your sexual side at a young age is, is cool. That's what you're supposed to do. You're giving them another idol to look up to besides the one in the house because out of convenience, you're allowing them to raise a child, right? Uh, and it's a competition. And when you're competing, you played you play in the league for, for seven years. Every week before y'all faced another opponent, what did y'all have to do? Y'all had to prepare for that other team, right? Yeah. Film study. Y'all, your, your offense ran the exact plays that they ran. They went in motion the exact same way they went in motion. They gave y'all keys. They said, hey, if this guy, this offensive lineman lets you go, it's probably a trap coming. They told the linebackers, if he pulls this way, it's a disguise. Usually when he pulls, they're not running that way. They're coming right back to you, stay home. But you all watch film on it. You all discussed it. You all knew your opponent. In preparation. Preparation. Well, since things have gotten so convenient for us, well, we, we all doing what we want to do, right? Because the, the tablet and stuff can raise the kids. So we don't even know the opponent. We're not even keeping up with who they're watching, what they're watching. We're not keeping up with, with the new lingo. Right. I talked to my boy, our boy Devin Rogers last year sometime. And uh he told me, say, yeah, man, I'm 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 still I, I dress like my sons. I'm I'm listening to what they listening to. I'm like, yeah, man, I can't listen to this stuff. He was like, You can't, you better. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking about it, like why? He was like, Well, how you gonna know what they're talking about? They can be talking about the new slang changes all the time. They can be talking about something right under your nose that's important that you need to catch and stop, but you don't know what it is, you know what I'm saying? We get so quick to, to say, uh, 
I hear it all the time, man. These these young folk, they did it to us, right? The older generation did it to us. All these young knuckleheads, they did, they did, and they kind of throw their hands in. Like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm through with it. You can't do that. That's giving up on the competition, right? Let's let another side win. So one thing the other side is doing at all times, they putting out content. They giving you something. They giving you something fresh. They running plays. What are we doing on the other side? Are we managing what we take in first of all? And then second of all, we managing what they take in. This device can be used for good stuff if you manage it. You game plan on it. You got parental controls. You can even set limits on on the uh, time they have on the internet. So all kind of things you can do. And again, I'm not an expert at this. I'm just an expert at what Courtney does or what Courtney hadn't been doing. And that's something Courtney hadn't been doing. I hadn't been game planning as much as I should have. It's the only reason I can talk about this topic right now because after thinking on it, I sit back and look in my own house, right? I ain't telling y'all what to do because I'm some kind of guru at this and I'm looking in my own house. The easiest place for you to look is, is right in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. When y'all hear this, take a look inside your own house and ask yourself, what am I doing to be prepared for the competition that I'm facing? Because it's there. Now, the question is, are you doing all of that or are you doing what's convenient? If you're doing what's convenient, when your child or another child does something that you don't like, or seems like it's out of control, you gotta look back in the mirror and ask yourself that you do what you had to do to prepare your child for that. It's not the same world that our parents raised us in anymore. They don't just have to worry about uh, drunk drivers and, <laughs> and uh, maybe somebody smoking weed in the bathroom. It's way, way deeper than that now, way deep. Uh, so that's the rabbit hole we're gonna dive down. I know it seemed like I, I just went down and came back up and went down again. But that's that's the trajectory we're on for today. So man, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass that thing back to you before I talk two hours and just don't stop. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> he'll listen, he'll go down a rabbit hole, he'll come up, he'll go down, then he'll make another hole and dig it somewhere else. And I'll be like, hey man, come back. <laughs> hey, but you know what though? Out of that, I think that's what always comes out of um just having um just good conversations to honestly just really start to make us aware, right? Because mm -hmm. truly to me, that's, that's you know, we talk about awareness all the time, just being aware of what am I doing? What am I seeing? Uh, why do I do this? Um, and I think when you start to ask yourself those questions, you'll be surprised um, of the answers you get. And I honestly think it'll be answers that you'll start to get that honestly starts to get you more in tune with yourself. So, um, and understanding this, you know, for everybody that's listening, this is something like Courtney said, we all struggle with. I definitely struggle with this, with things being convenient, especially for my uh, kids. Uh, I got a daughter and I have a younger son. Um, and I, I, I struggle with this with both of them, especially if I've had a long day. Um, I get to the house, I get my son, get them all taken care of. The first thing I do is put them down in front of a TV. Um, and I had to catch on to that because even with, like some of these kid TV shows now, uh, man, they ain't, the, they they get out there a little bit <laughs> on some of these kid TV shows. Yep. And these are shows that are supposed to be kids. So there's been certain shows I've just had to pull away from my son. Cause I'm like, as I start to sit back on the couch and pay attention and have awareness and just being aware of what I'm looking at, just asking myself, man, what message are they sending right now? 
what message are they sending to my kids? So this is something that I've struggled with as well. And like you said, Court, man, I, for me, I just look at my house and in my house, in my household and say to myself, all right, uh, how can I continue to uh, uh, prepare my family, my household, and, and collectively what ends up happening out of that, maybe I can be able to pass this along to a good friend um, and help them out and give them something else to think about. But I think just the, um, the importance, because you think about this, right? When you get your kids up in the morning um, and you get them ready for school or and say you out of the house, right? But say just for, for better lack of words, you're in the house with your kids and you get them up in the morning and you get them breakfast and you get them out of the door to go to school. Now, at that moment of time, they went to school. They've been with their friends all day. And what? School's about eight hours a day, maybe, you know? Um, and by the time they get home, which is probably around four or five, now you get a chance to really interact and talk with them. But if you if you kind of rewind and think about that, you probably had them for maybe 3% of their day. So you think about all the people that they had a chance to have interaction with to talk with from their teachers to other students. Uh, maybe they got access to a phone now. So maybe at school, they get a little time to get on their phone. And by the time they get home, it's evening time, you tired, right? Because you've been working all day, you hungry, you gotta fix the kids something to eat. Um, and by the time you really get a chance to talk to them, it's time for them to lay down and go to sleep. So I think the importance, and, and I've done this, um, you know, like I said, get them to the house and they had this whole day and all this information they've been taking in. And I really haven't connected with them like the way I need to connect with them just to have a conversation or just ask them how that day was and let them talk and let them elaborate a little bit more on what that day looked like. But out of me not, not, not really connecting with them like that. And then let's say they got a cell phone. So they get home and then they get on social media. They get on a lot of these other different platforms that we had, now they're taking in all this other information as well. So out of all those seeds that's been planted, right, throughout the day, because that's what happens, conversations, you keep having conversations with people, people keep saying things to you, that seeds has been planted, planted that eventually um, will try, will, it will try to bear something, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so the importance of me trying to connect with them, even if it's for a short period of time, because realistic, being realistic, if they've been doing all those things all day, uh, you, you, it's hard for them. It's hard to me. I feel like it's hard to try to connect with them for an hour or an hour and a half. They kids, man, they, their attention, you know, but just even if I can connect with them for 20 or 30 minutes, um, I'm going to tell you something else I struggle with going back to my son, put him back in front of that TV when we get to the house put Disney Plus on, put them in front of the TV. I'm over in the kitchen doing something. Now what I've tried to do is, instead of putting them in front of a TV, uh, just taking them outside and let them play with sticks. And actually being outside with them, you know, mm -hmm. just letting them run around and do his little thing and then bring him back into the house. So by the time he gets back inside the house, he's probably tired and exhausted. Um, but let's say you got older kids. Um, I think the importance of trying to find out what they like doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what I've learned from like with my daughter, just enjoy trying to find out what is it that she likes doing. And by me starting to step into a world and connecting with her and finding out what she likes to do, even if I don't like doing it. Um, I found that it started to bring up and it started to help us with having conversations 
with each other because I've stepped into her world and I've just been there and, and did something because she likes to do it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it, it ain't, it ain't easy, but I think the important thing is, is having awareness um, of what they're looking at, what they're watching. Um, it's kind of tough who's, it's kind of challenging to try to find out who's talking to them because you you don't know who's talking to them at school. But I think a lot of times with kids, if if, if you listen to them, um, like Devin said, right? You listen to them, you listen to the music they listen to, they start saying little things and you'll find out, all right, they got that from that or they got mm-hmm. that from, from listening to this. So they got that from watching their TV show. Then when you're able to pick up on where they got it from, you could be able to try to um, get rid of that potentially maybe, or try to ask them questions like the music. My brother, 22, JW. And, and JW listened to his rap music all day for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I remember with Jay, I was like, one day we were sitting in the car and he's listening to, you know, whatever artist he was listening to. And, and actually I told him to play. I was like, man, play your music. He put his music on, we listen, we riding. But as we're listening, I'm processing and listening to the, the lyrics. And after the song came off, went off, I said, Jay, tell me about this song, what they saying. And it, it, what it did is it just, it, it opened his eyes cause he kind of sat back and he paused for a second. Then he started to tell me about what they were saying. And I just asked him a question, well, Jay, you know, how you feel about all that? And he didn't really have an answer, but what it did is it just was like, okay, I need to be conscious and aware of this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying he ain't probably listen to no future right now, you know, but what it did is it just, it opened up his eyes to, all right, what am I listening to and what am I taking in? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 important. Music is one that's, that's on top of my list because I, I do music myself. And um, there was a time when I'm sure I've told some people younger than me to do some stupid stuff through my music. Uh, we got told to do a lot of stupid stuff through the music we like, right? But uh, one thing that, that I always uh, applaud my father for is the fact that somehow he remained the coolest person to me in my world, right? Uh, no matter who I was listening to, right? I didn't think they was cooler than, than my dad, right? And that's, that's our job as, as men, is to be Superman to our children, right? So the first thing you gotta do is set the, set the example, right? Because uh, my dad helped raise you too. We, we don't play with him to this day, but we still, we still find a way to do stuff that was against what he taught us to do, right? We still find a way to do that, but since he was there, we always had to reel it back in to a certain degree because we still knew it was going against what he wanted, right? So now my daddy didn't keep up with <laughs> with what we would with our stuff with rap and all that. He didn't, he didn't, but he did have a he laid a stern foundation to where we knew not to do anything that was against what he liked for us to do. We didn't want no news to beat him back home. We wasn't gonna act a certain way we were out. But we come from a time when uh, a dominant male figure was present, not only not only at the house, but in the community, at the schools. Uh, Coach Lewis, right? <laughs> Coach Lewis was our principal. Uh, Coach Brown was one of our coaches. Coach Smith was another coach, right? Yeah. If if a male, <laughs> a young man Fred. was doing something, <laughs> yeah. 
spread, and and I can say it now, Coach Moon. I wouldn't have dare say Moon when I was 16, 17, because you don't disrespect him like that. Us knowing that, though, we knew that because we knew to respect him because they demanded it then. Well, those kind of people have been faded out because society now likes to uh, add to the side of the victim, I would say. So, uh, and then, then also, I say it all the time, media, movies, music, uh, Decided to trick the black male figure out of the home anyway. So now when we mm-hmm. show up, we're in the minority, right? It's something that people are not used to. So you show up and you, you're giving off this masculine energy and you're being forceful toward these kids. It's not something the newer generation is used to anymore. So of course it looks like you're attacking. You're really not attacking. You're just doing what you were bred to do, right? There's <clears throat> nothing wrong with, with masculinity or femininity. They have their place. It's about balance, right? The mother's supposed to be the nurturer and the, and the father's supposed to be the firm hand. And then the kids are supposed to get a balance of both coming up. Are they going to like it all the time? No. Right. <laughs> but it's needed. But since that, that dynamic's been broken down over time, now when it happens in the home, Rick and Smile talked about him t- having his, his four-year-old or two-year-old grandson help him take out the trash. That made some people, some of the women in his family upset. Right. Just last night, CJ, I, I'd get the big trash bags out, put them in the dumpster, roll them down. CJ got a box of trash that he knows to take out already. Right. And while, while I'm walking with him, I'm telling him, hey, buddy, you know, <clears throat> the guys got to take the trash out so the girls won't have to get their hand, hands dirty. Right. Just whatever I got to tell him right now to get in his mind that that's part of his job, part of his duty to do, I'm telling him. I'm starting now. So the older he gets, it's just natural to him, right? Music, media, these devices now, the opposite is natural to kids, right? To most of them, because we've allowed it to become natural to him. All the stuff we were raised on, certain values, it's become obsolete. And the new stuff is what's in now. And if you try to push that old way, well, you're a dinosaur now. And they don't want that. But one place you got control of it is in your home, right? So again, I got we have the game plan. It's a competition, right? You and I, we're we're trying to be we're in the minority, right? We're present black fathers, right? And there's a lot of us out there, but still, sadly, unfortunately, we're in the minority. So some of our ways and methods may come off as a little too much, even in our own homes, right? It's, it's, I yeah. just said earlier, the competition can be right there in the house, right? What you have to do is find a way to make that work in harmony. That's your job, right? Uh, so we have to also remember that our kids operate at full capacity also, right? Mm-hmm. So if we give them that and take ourselves away, well, they're just going to get more of that because we ain't there to circumvent that, right? So we, if we inject what we want to inject, because we have that control right now, well then naturally part of that has to go away for them to make room for what we're giving them, right? Like you said, we only, we only have an inkling of time. So our job, we have to work it double time. And the only way we can really do that, the only way you can really do it is set the example, right? Be the example first. Don't just tell them, do it, right? Let them see you 
doing that. I like Devin's method because if Devin dresses like the cats that his son listens to, right? But Devin's mm-hmm. getting out his money legit way, and he's and he can show him that he's flashy, right? When we step into when we do uh any kind of public speaking and we, we stepping in front of kids, I won't be dressed up in Carhartt and, and little hats. I'll be dressed like they dress. I talk like I talk anyway, country, country slang, but I'm gonna I'm gonna speak their language because if I come in speaking the way that's foreign to them, why should they listen to me? Right? The only way for me to know that is me to study the opponent. Right. And you gotta look at it as an opponent. Whatever you tell your mind, that's what if you tell your mind to think of it that way. Then you start preparing like, okay, every day I get up, right? I need to pay attention to what's on their phone. I need to get them into activities, right? The, the, the sad thing, the sad truth is we've actually had more time to do it now than ever with the pandemic, right? A lot of our kids been going virtual. So they're not at their school eight hours a day. Sometimes right. they've been there with you, but you're not used to that, right? <laughs> you used to having your time. I'm usually where I used to have my time. It ain't convenient no more. So what do you do out of convenience? Shove them in front of the TV, shove them in front of their phone, shove them in front of their tablet. You're on the phone, where the kids at? Somewhere in there on that tablet. You know what I'm saying? What they watching though? What they doing on the tablet? Do you know? No, you keeping up with it? Mm -mm. And then you hear them say something that they probably shouldn't know nothing about. And the first thing you want to do is jump down their throat. You probably gave it to them out of convenience <laughs> for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You fed them, you, you led them right into that trap. Whole time you give them competition the other hand. So man, it's it's a fine line to walk. And we have to just be, like you said, our fate, one of our other favorite words, be aware of what's going on. And then hopefully, since you become aware, you can game plan on what you can do to uh combat that. Yeah. Man, you know that's uh that's well said, brother. Well said. You know, I think that's <laughs> Thank you, the brother. important. <laughs> it's uh I think that's you know going back for a second when you talk about um um having solid man in kids' life. Um I more so for a man because I think about my experience. Um, you know, like I said earlier, man, my dad went around a lot. We cool now, we got a good relationship with each other, but due to him just being busy and gone a lot, he just wasn't, I, I didn't get a chance to see him like that. But, you know, when I went to school, I had, you know, like the coaches you mean, Coach Brown, Coach Smith. Um, uh, man, the list goes on and on. Uh, with Donzel, Coach, uh, Coach yeah. West, even yeah. Coach Wilson, yeah. Coach Wilson, uh, Coach uh, um, RP to him, man, but Coach West, Ezel West. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, just how he was, man. Like it just would 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 get on you. You if yeah. you out of line, you out of line. Um, and and even if you got a, a son that's that doesn't have his dad that's present, um, I'm 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 pretty sure if you look around, there's some man somewhere that's trying to keep him in line. You know, whether it's maybe uh, if he is going to school, or a male figure at that school, or maybe it's an uncle. Um, um, or maybe it's a cousin, you know, um, but it's the tough part is just allowing yourself to step out of the way. I think sometimes for a woman, allowing herself to step out of the way and let that man come in and really take control. And this kind of brings me to um, the next piece of what I wanted to talk about, because we talked about things being convenient for for kids. 
but I think it's also we have to realize um, we have to be aware of what we make convenient as uh, adults as well, you know. Um, and and Court, we talked about this a lot, uh, but we, you know, we're in a day and era now where we use technology for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because of we're always using te- technology for it being, for it to be convenient, what it does is this, we start to lose the ability to be able to navigate through life and figure situations out on our own. To first attempt to try to figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. Not, not because I think now what we do is if we got an issue or a problem or something's broke, the first thing we do is get on YouTube and type it on how to fix it rather than saying, all right, let me sit here for a second and try to figure this out. And then if I can't figure it out, maybe I try one or two or three times or sit on it for a night. Then I, I you know, get on um, the internet and figure out how to do that. And I want to be clear that uh, there's nothing wrong with, with things being convenient uh, for you. There's a time and a place for it. Um, for, you know, let's say my kid got a soccer game tomorrow and it's three o'clock in the evening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and his 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 game's tomorrow at five o'clock, but it's three o'clock in the evening. Um, and we get to the house. I realize he ain't got it. He needs some more cleats. I can't do it in the morning. So I'm probably going to get on Amazon Prime, order some cleats because Amazon Prime tells me they're going to get delivered at the house at 9 a.m. Yeah. Right? So and they, it's, it works like the Amazon Prime, depending on where you live in, they can get some stuff to you. Same day. I mean, you go, same day, you know? Mm-hmm. So because I go to work now, I get up early in the morning. I know when I get off work and we get to the house, some cleats going to be waiting for us. And now I ain't got to go to the store and try to figure out and get it because the being able to have something that was convenient helped us out for that current situation. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to be aware of how much you're using things to be convenient all the time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, think about this, right? I could be sitting on the couch right now. The remote can be three inches from me, <laughs> right? I just finished eating me some tacos, sitting up on the couch, got a blanket on me. Oh man, that, that remote over there. Hey, Google. Play yep. Pootie Tang. <laughs> play Pootie Tang. <laughs> and Google Play gonna play Pootie Tang. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and all, all you had to do is just reach across and grab the remote. Um, I mean, think about this now, you know, uh, you can order groceries. Now, you can order them through your uh, app on your phone to get them delivered to your house. Or better yet, you can pull up to Target and Target will bring the groceries out to bring you and place them in your car. Um, you know, you I mean, Carvana, right? You can order a car online. You ain't got to talk to nobody. You can order a car online, fill out all your information. And I don't know, in a couple of days, you can have a car delivered to your you house. To. They'll take your old car and you ain't have to really go through inner any interaction with really talking to, to anybody. And what it does is it takes away to, it takes away from me the importance of human, human interaction and being able to talk to people and have conversations. Obviously it's COVID, so you want to keep your distance. But um, when you're doing self-checkout, you ain't got to talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to handle no conversation with nobody unless you're about to buy some alcohol and they ask you for your ID. When they walk up, <laughs> but imagine you being in a line, right, to check out your groceries, and um, 
you taking the time to get off your phone and just say hello to the person that's behind the register, acknowledge mm-hmm. them and speak to them. Um, or, you know, you went in the grocery store and, and, and maybe you've been thinking about a friend that you ain't seen in a long time, but you down aisle three and you about to get some cookie and crisp cereal mm-hmm. and you see your friend that you ain't seen in a while, you get a chance to connect back with her and catch up with her. And girl, it's been so good. It's been so long since I've seen you. Let's, let's get back in contact back with each other. But you would have never did that if you ordered your groceries online and you sat in your car. You would have never saw your friend. You never had that, that conversation with somebody being able to talk to them. Just to ask them how their day was going. And that, pro- that, that person probably was thinking about killing themselves earlier that day because ain't nobody take the time out to really talk to them. So there's a time and a place for it. We always mm-hmm. say court does a catch 22 with it. I think it's just being aware of it um, and saying, all right, do I need to do this right now? Uh, how, how important is it right now? And, and is this somebody to do that's convenient for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and just being aware of that. And I think also too, what it does is it, um, it takes away from patience as well. Uh, when you start to um, make things convenient, right? I go back to Amazon. I can get something right now delivered to my door. Mm-hmm. And is that and like I like I didn't have to go through traffic. I didn't have to deal with construction. I didn't deal with the red light. I didn't have to deal with the the person that's sitting at the sitting at the red light on their phone is texting. It ain't moved yet. Blowing mm-hmm. the horn, right? So now what I'm used to is I'm used to things happening right now and getting exactly how I want it, when I want it. And I give you an example, Corey, and I'll let you dive into this as well, because I don't want to talk, over talk this and let you <laughs> pass the mic, my brother. But uh, man, one that one time my son got a a, a, a toy delivered to the house um, and I get the, get the toy, unbox it, take it out. Fairly easy to put together. Mm-hmm. And you know what a lot of these toys, what they do is they give you a little plastic, little, um, little, little plastic, uh, thing with the tools in it, right? The plastic mm-hmm. bag with the, the tools bag, in it. Yeah. And usually had like the Allen wrenches in it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put this together. So I, I use the Allen wrench. Well, due to me working this Allen wrench going clockwise and my wrist starting to hurt and my shoulder starting to hurt because it laid on the ground and it's just taking too long. Guess what I do? I throw mm-hmm. the Allen wrench down, go in the garage, get my power tube. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Then in the middle of me doing that, I stopped and said, man, what's the hurry? Where you got to go? What you got to do? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing at yeah. all. So I, I I forced myself, and this was hard, man. I forced myself to sit back on that ground with that Allen wrench and just mark, work my way through it and take the time. And now that um that uh, Romby Power Tool is sitting over there now looking at me. Yeah. Like, you can just use me right now. Yeah. <laughs> we can get this done in 10 seconds, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the Allen wrench. But the importance of me using the Allen wrench to practice the art of being patient, mm-hmm. being patient. So, uh, yeah, my brother, go ahead and uh, <laughs> I'm teeing this back up to you because I see uh, for the viewers that's listening, if you can't see this video, I'm looking at it right now. He read it up. Go down me rabbit hole, so go away. <laughs> yeah, man, I... I think about uh, what you're saying about like how convenient it is to get stuff ordered straight to your door right now. They called us the microwave age, right? Because that's when the microwave was introduced. You didn't have to wait 
on your meals to get hot no more, right? <laughs> you can throw it in the microwave 30 seconds and boom, it's it's done. So if we were the microwave age, I guess this is the speed of light age because now, I mean, you get access to whatever you want so fast, man. It's like, I, I remember when the internet first became cool, remember the dial-up noise, you know what I'm saying? Uh, America Online, and you, if you're trying to look at a picture or something, it's going to take 30 seconds to 45 seconds to a minute for that whole picture. To, at 35 seconds, you might have half the screen with the picture on instead of dialing up, trying to get it to you. Well, now it's, it's like that, whatever you want, right? I, I door dash all the time. Side effect of me door dashing all the time is I probably spend a couple hundred dollars that I don't need to spend every week on food getting delivered. It's out of convenience, right? I ignore that $3 delivery fee. I ain't had to go out and go through that traffic and go up there and, and get my food from them, right? Side effect of that might be that uh, when it's time for me to go to a particular restaurant, hell, I don't even know how to get there. So I've been getting them delivered, right? If I send my stepdaughter out to get it, she's like, well, how you get to where that's at? Conveniently, she can go on Google Maps and figure out where it's at. But what if her internet tripping that day? What if her screen cracked? How does she know how to get that in? She don't. Now, I might be able to figure it out because I, I pay attention to street signs and what streets intersect with other streets. I guarantee you she don't. It's been too convenient for her, right? Right now, my, my daughter's 10 years old, and I make her do multiple, simple multiplication and division every night, two sheets, right? Because she can't tell me her math facts right off the top of her head. You know, we came up, you're going to know your math facts, one through 12, your, your multiplication problem, one through 12, like that. So we had flashcards, they drilled the tools, no calculators. Well, they let them use calculators now out of convenience early on, right? <laughs> so now if she needs to work out a problem, she don't have a calculator, she don't necessarily know those steps. Because out of convenience, she didn't have to go through those steps. She just type it in, right, and get the answer right then. But what about when they have to take a standardized test? And now it's a long division problem, right? And she has to incorporate multiplication and addition and subtraction into that long division problem. But she don't know these numbers right off the top of her head. And this test is timed, right? <laughs> so you can't, you ain't got all day. You need to know this right off the top of your head. But for convenience sake, we allow her to skip a bunch of steps. And now she don't know how to do it. So me knowing the opponent, right? <laughs> I'm going to step in and make her do these sheets every night until I can walk up on her and just say seven times six. She's supposed to throw 42 right back at me. If she don't, it take her five seconds. Hey, I need two more sheets. That's how it's got to go <laughs> because I don't want her to get caught up in convenience and then she can't do it this way, right? We used to know everybody's phone number by heart, right? Because we had to. When we were younger, you getting a number, you're going to write that down on a piece of paper. Everybody had a little book. All, all your, your cousins teach they may be get you a little black book, man, keep your numbers in, right? Or we had it written on something in our notebook somewhere because we had house phones, right? And you call up. They don't save numbers on house phone. Now everybody's contact save. I, I hit edge or I tell my phone, call edge. It's going to call you. You know what I'm saying? I can even tell it what to text you if I want to instead of me typing it out. Side, what, what, I'm, I'm back on side effects for some reason, but the, the flip side of that is mm, you ever you, you ever say, hey man, how you spell such and such? Because you hadn't written it or typed it in so long. 
phone auto-correcting it for you all the time. When you need to write it out or, or spell it out on something else, you don't really know how to spell it no more. Been a while. Out of convenience, you hadn't had to. That's why it's dangerous, right? Let's say I'm out stranded somewhere and a, and a, and a good Samaritan comes along and I need them to call somebody, but my phone dead, right? I got to ask him for a charger. Hope he got the same kind of phone I got so I can even tell him what number to call because I don't know off the top of my head no more because out of convenience sake, I don't have to memorize numbers no more, right? That's how dangerous it could be. It could, it could just get you in a, in a bad situation because everything was convenient for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, to backtrack, to backtrack just a little to the, to the kids. I just, I just thought of an idea when I was talking about my daughter and we were talking earlier about those strong male figures being present for us as, as young men. It's equally as important, uh, for our daughters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, we need to be an example for them too, of what type of male they should be looking for, type of qualities they should be looking for, type of characteristics they should be looking for, because the competition's out there for that too, right? And if, it, mm -hmm. and if, if the competition tells them that, okay, you see the guy over there with all the shining stuff, he a D boy, right? He he a shooter. He keep you know he keep it on him. Anybody disrespect him, he killing him. He stay high all the time. And and you probably ain't gonna be the only girly with either. But that's cool though. It's cool to be a side chick now, you know what I'm saying? And it's cool to, to do all this and do all of that, right? So they can gravitate towards that, right? Now, the flip side of that is all the younger guys watching who all the girls going to. That's just nature, right? We, we talk about mm -hmm. the animal kingdom all the time, right? I, I told you the other day, you see a peacock strutting during mating season, a male showing his feathers off doing his thing. It's some younger peacocks over there in the corner practicing that same strut because they see that, okay, yep. he, he, that's the one that they got to breed last season. You see the, the big bucks fighting in the field? What you see uh -huh. little bucks over there doing? They, they yeah. sparring with each other, practicing the same way because they know, okay, last year he won, he got to breed. We do the same thing. So if all the girls are going towards that type of guy, right, then what the young dudes over here doing? They looking like, that's what I need to be. Right. Yeah. Again, that's the opposition. Yeah, that's what I need to do. That's how I need to be. So the girls will want me. Right. And then they get together. This girl that was misled and this young man that was misled and they have a child or he has a few children by a few different women. He ain't present because he got tricked out the streets. He, he get killed or he in jail. Now she raising the child and she teaching him that all the stuff your dad did was the cool stuff. Right. And what we have going on is a vicious cycle repeating itself because we weren't present or we didn't we didn't set that example for them out of damn convenience, right? <laughs> we 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 yeah. wanted our own time and hey man, I I had a long day. Now time them kids give give it a tab, let her go in the room with the tab. You know what I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna get some rest. I'm gonna do me, right? That's that's one of the craziest things. Now now I will say this. You do need to take time for yourself, right? Enjoy yourself. You need to enjoy life. You need to pat yourself on the back sometime. But whenever you birth a child or you watching your child be birthed, that doing me stuff is kind of over because doing me is 
a reflection of what they're going to see, basically. So if doing me is some, some negative stuff, some bull crap, then they'll probably assimilate toward that example you said. So setting the right example, man, is not just as far as fathers go. Black fathers, we, we have to realize it's just it's equally as important for us to be present to those girls as it is to those boys, too. Right. They need it just as bad. Uh, Isaac just shared with us in, in, in the uh, What Is Your Therapist episode. My sister's always been a beautiful girl, right? She she let us know. She said it right there with tears in her eyes that she wasn't pretty enough coming up. She wasn't smart enough yeah. because she was and her daddy would have wanted her or would have been there. That's big. That's, that's her having to reach out to these other male figures who may not have her best intentions at heart. You know what I'm saying? To find that love and that, that positive male figure that she was searching for is leading her down all kinds of different paths to try to find it. And it ain't there. And it could have been sitting right there in the house with her. So man, make sure y'all be in that. that that's, that's real important, man. Make sure y'all be in that example that y'all need to be for, for a young man and young women. We got to do, we got to do a better job of that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well said again, brother. Well said again. It's uh, and it's it's a battle, bro. It is a battle, man. For yeah. I speak for you, I know it is. For me, it is as well. Um, because there's just so much that's going on in this world. So, um, and I think the importance of being able to have like-minded individuals uh, around you that that um that's trying to do the same thing goal-wise when it comes to raising a family and teaching them kids or people you can pick your bank and talk to or get certain um, advice from what they do with their kids or how they handle certain situations. Um, definitely something that's been important for me. Um, you know, kind of this is not on topic, but even for marriage, right? Being able mm -hmm. to talk to men that's been married for a long time, just getting advice from them. Um, and then also for the parenting side and kind of going back to thinking about some of this stuff, you know, a lot of times what I do is I go back and think about some of the stuff I saw growing up and trying to apply it to my kids life in some type of form or fashion, uh, maybe delivering it in a certain way, you know, going back to the convenience side of, of, of the technology um, and having easy access to things. I think a lot of times what it does too, because we can get things so fast. Uh, it, erase, it erases the, the, the erases the sort of you having to struggle for something and that um, that you don't have to go through a challenge to get something because it's easy access and you can get it right then and there. You talked about some earlier. You talked about old TV shows. I think you mentioned some of my old TV shows. I, I told you that um, I saw the Jetsons the other day uh, for all the people that remember the show, the Jetsons, the cartoon show. And they tend to show things to be perfect. And you can get convenient, you can get it right then and there. Mm -hmm. You can get food prepared by a push of a button. Um, you could uh, get your clothes washed by a machine. Um, you could, um, man, the list went on and on. Oh, it was, a, um, they had this thing set up where it was a walkway that could basically move you without you walking. <laughs> so how convenient is that? It takes away you. <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah, an airport. Yeah, an airport, right? <laughs> right now. You know, and, and and the danger of that is this one click, one stop shop, no effort to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what that also does is it takes away from the task uh and the time. Um, like when we have to do something, we have to put time into it, or we have to put effort into it, we start to get bothered because it takes time and I gotta I gotta put effort into this. Lil Wayne said this, repetition is the father of learning. I'll never forget when he said that. So whatever I'm ripping out, whatever I'm doing, I'm learning a habit. Uh, even think about this back in the day when you go to a movie theater, you didn't have to stand in line to get no ticket. You could get your ticket on the phone. You didn't have to go talk to nobody in no uh, box. <laughs> you could basically get a ticket on your phone. And I think there's an importance of being able to um, deal with these situations and deal with uh, being able to navigate through certain situations without using that, that device to just try to figure it out. Because what it teaches is it teaches being able to overcome uh, challenges. It teaches you how to finish difficult tasks. It teaches you about the struggles and the struggles and the, diff- the difficult tasks that we've had in life, because we all have had it. We've all had the struggles. It teaches us and it makes us a lot of times on who we are. Uh, by actually going through that, by actually experiencing that process. Um, or maybe you experienced it and you got over it, you for, kind of forgot about it and then two years down the road, you're in a tough situation now in life and you kind of look back on that situation you got back through two years ago and it says, you know what, you know what, I got through that. I could push through this as well. Um, I kind of look at things being convenient like a time machine. You know, you look at a movie, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody in a time machine they don't stop, they ain't like being in no car. They don't stop at no red light and, you know, have to take the service road or take yeah. this highway. They, man, they hit a button and right then and there, I'm at my destination. Mm-hmm. There was no journey. You just got to your destination. Um, so I think there's this importance and there's a lot of things that you can learn just by trying to figure some things out. And instead of saying, I'm just going to do it the easy way, I pick it on my phone and learning how to do something. I'm just going to try to figure this out. The example I give for myself is something I, I struggle with and I'm trying to be better. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to be better on this. <laughs> but uh, going to a destination, the first thing I do is put the destination on my phone and right away when I hit route, it gives me it, it, the 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 uh, all the, the roads and everything I need to be able to get to that, that spot. What I've tried to do now is I like for me, I use uh, maps on iTunes, I mean, Apple. So at the bottom, they have details and that basically gives you, you know, at eight miles, you take this highway, at two miles, you turn on this road, at three miles, you turn on this road. What I do is I, when I'm in a car, I turn my music down because I can't hear the uh, voice speak. And I try to remember the first four of how to do that or how to get mm-hmm. to that destination. So right after I, I, I remember the first four on, you know, I drive two miles on this street. I make a left on this street. I make a right on this street out the mile and a half. I'm trying to practice remembering this. Some of them, all I'm doing is I'm practicing the uh, memory of my, uh, like the, the brain, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just memorizing things and learning things. Practicing, trying to remember a number, something as small as that, because you're exercising that muscle, which is that, that you know, that brain. Um, I look at it also like this too, Court. You know, it's... Um, 
I like going to the mountains and you could take a ski lift to get up to the top of the mountain. Right. Um, you could take a, cause I like doing mountain bike riding. So you could take a lift to get to the short side of the mountain, you know what I'm saying? Or the, the highest peak of the mountain. Uh, now imagine if you climbed a mountain and I ain't saying y'all go out and go climb a mountain, yeah. right? We, we both going to the destination. We both going to the top of the mountain. Um, but we did it different ways. We did it different ways. And, and through me climbing the mountain, right. I was able to learn a lot more about myself rather than me take that, that ski lift up, you know? And it's, um, I think that's also the importance of being able to, to get hobbies for yourself. Being able to just say, you know what, I'm gonna practice carving wood, or I'm gonna practice on how to be able to fix something in my house, um, or being able to uh, write a code. Let's say you're a computer guy, being able to write a code and figure out how to do that. Would they take time, but I also think it gives you time back when you're doing certain things, right? Uh, it takes time with being able to carve wood, but you also get time back to be able to connect with yourself to be present in that moment in time, uh, to be able to kind of mess up, <laughs> make some mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Get frustrated, get pissed off, but you needed to do that because here's the thing about life when you're trying to obtain something that has some real substance to it. Let's say I always like starting a business, right? Or mm -hmm. um, you got a goal that you want to save a certain amount of money. You just gonna go through challenges. You're gonna go through some adversity. Um, let's say you're trying to get into a certain school, you're gonna have to deal with some type of resistance. And Amazon can't teach me nothing about no resistance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, the little um uh, what's the name of the place that deliver food to you? You Door said again. Dash, grow up. Door DoorDash can't teach me nothing about <laughs> adversity, it just don't. Right. So it's I think there's importance in being able to try to figure some things out on your own and, and kind of navigate through it. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, we always say that we have these wormhole topics. Right. And these topics that are uh, that are seeds that can grow into into other topics. Right. So. This is one of them. It ties right back into our, our earlier episode on adversity. Right and on uh, making ourselves uncomfortable on purpose because we grow through discomfort, we grow through adversity. Convenience usually equals comfort, right? And so if, if you're in the comfort zone all the time, you ain't growing, you're growth stunning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I said it before, uh, smooth seeds don't make skill for sellers, right? If, if he's just selling on a smooth sea all the time, he ain't got no skill. He ain't showing no skill until the rough waves hit, right? <laughs> and, he, and he's almost about to capsize, and he's got to let this sail down this way and pull this one up and do what he has to do to stay afloat, right? That's that's when he's he's made into a skillful seller, not when he's just comfortable and in his comfort zone. So uh, we have to be careful of that, right? You mentioned uh, putting that, that destination into Google Maps, right? Made me think of my Uncle Wesley. Shout out to Uncle Wesley. Uncle Wesley's been driving trucks for 30 or 40 years. And uh, whenever I'm traveling or any of my cousins are traveling, if we say, yeah, Uncle, we just, we put it in Google Maps and went to such and such. 
Oh, boy, what you need that old Google map for? All you got to do is take 55 up and catch 79, and you cut back, jump back down on 64, <laughs> and you'll be there in, in three hours, you know. <laughs> but he knows yeah. that because he had to learn those routes. Back in the day when he was traveling over the road, all he had was Repetition. an edit. You know what I'm saying? He got, yeah. a, he got a map, and it's – I got to figure out where I'm at. I got to scale it to see how many miles this might be, right? I got to – Okay, I know I got to know direction, right? I need a sense of direction. I got to know if I'm heading north or south because north will take me to run into this to get me across here. Or it might be a wreck on the road, right? Back then, now Google Map will tell you there's a wreck up ahead. Your detour is here. Or you can stay in this and it'll be a 50-minute wait, right? Or you can detour here. Well, not 12 too. minutes off of both of them. They, they, they give you that. Back in his day, he had it. So he got to look on the map now, you know what I'm saying? If I can get to this exit and exit here, where will it take me to get back out on the other side of that built skill, right? Like you said, and it's it's convenient. It's real convenient to, to, to do it. But sometimes, just like we said in our second episode, sometimes you have to purposely put yourself in an uncomfortable situation to spark growth. You'll feel mm-hmm. yourself getting stagnant, <laughs> right? You'll feel yourself getting to where I always like to, because I, I'm i a big dude, so I've, I've had to lose a certain amount of weight several times, right? I'm going to always hit a peak. That first 20 easy, there's nothing. But now my body going to get used to that, right? And so I may have been jump roping to lose the first 20. And I'm comfortable with jump roping now. I do a thousand, no problem. Well, guess what I ain't comfortable with? Running. So now I'm gonna have the purpose to go out here and do something that I hate the most and run to shock my body again to produce to promote change, growth in the right direction. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But you gotta put yourself yeah. in that. You you got something big coming up Saturday, right? It's your half marathon, right? 13 half miles. marathon, brother. Yeah. 13. <laughs> oh, whoa, you gotta give me the point one. 13. 13. Point one, point one. Right. 260 pounds. This is real. None, ain't nothing comfortable about that, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're about to put yourself in, a, in an uncomfortable situation because you knew you had to prepare for it, right? And through preparing for it, you've done a little something that had something to do with almost all of our our uh, episodes, right? Full capacity, you running now, you're able to, to give up, let's say drinking, push to the back burner because you feel that in with running, right? You had to put yourself in some uncomfortable situations so you can get yourself prepared for this. So you 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 made the adversity show up, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There, there are some side effects associated with this, some desired effects from it. And I'm sure some mornings you get up and you feel it. That's a side effect that you running yeah. eight miles every day, right? But and there's some therapy, it's a therapeutic side to it, right? Running out there has become therapy. You you told me the other day, it's a such thing as a runner's high. You experienced it. Right now, you're going to go out here and run this marathon, and you're going to conquer that. You're going to reach that finish line, and then what you're going to do? Create something else because you know you you need to grow. You don't want to be stagnant. So that's just part of life. You know what I'm saying? That's part of us. Uh, And it's it's harder now. Convenience is an opponent, too, because our kids are used to these these same things. It's convenient for them now to be able to do all this stuff that we're talking about. And, and a lot of the skill sets that we learned to become obsolete 
It's our job to keep them alive because this grid goes down. Internet stops. You know, <laughs> what, what you going to do then? Now you got to go out here and fend for yourself. Or when they when they get out of our house and realize that there's other stuff you got to do on these phones, like pay bills. <laughs> you can set them up to be paid out. That's convenient for me because I forget. So some stuff set on automatic. Cool, it's gone. I know it's going to be taken care of. That's using it for convenience. You know what I'm saying? I, I need that. But other stuff not so convenient because I can buy anything. My, my cards are linked to this Amazon stuff we're talking about. And Amazon got everything. It's the internet's Walmart. So <laughs> I can right. sit here and click all day. I, I, bought a, I bought a leprechaun off Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit there and click all day and just spend up all my money, right? Out of convenience. Yeah. It's there. So like we said last time, man, it's about managing what you need to manage and making sure that you're not, you're not letting convenience become a cancer, man. Uh, we're not you miss, one, you, you, huh? you miss one more word, brother. What's that? Awareness. Awareness. <laughs> Awareness. Yeah, we got we, we gotta <laughs> definitely stay aware of uh what's going on. We gotta be aware. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's uh Man, it's always a pleasure, man, uh, to 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 sit here with you, bro, and have these conversations for us to go down these rabbit holes about these things we talk about and stuff that I feel like when we speaking to the, the the listeners, we also speaking to ourselves as well because as we got to be consistent and it's a day to day for us to keep making sure we're doing these things and trying to work on these things as well. Hey, um. This is, we, we about to check out, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and checking us out again. Um, it goes for, it's kind of even hard to put into words how much we truly, truly appreciate y'all. Uh, continue to like, to share, um, and send this out to your family, your friends, and your loved ones. Thank y'all so much for supporting the Lit Code. I'm Edgar Jones. Yeah, I'm Courtney Anderson, man. Like Edgar said, thank y'all. Keep on liking, keep on sharing. I mean, we're doing this for us, but we're doing it for y'all too, man. Therapeutic on both sides. And just remember, man, don't substitute discipline for convenience, baby. We out.